Hello, and welcome to another episode of Kraken One Open. Spooky edition! <laughs> I was wondering where the spook would come. Good evening, ghouls and ghoulettes. I should do what Isn't I do Isn't it my... boys and girls? Boys and ghouls? Yeah, I guess. But I do ghouls and ghoulettes in my Forgotten Cinema where I did okay. the cool creeper voice. Good evening, ghouls and ghoulettes. <laughs> By the way, uh, Amazon, I know you're working at a Crypt Keeper show. You've been working at it for a while. I'm, I mean, if you haven't found the voice of Crypt Keeper, keep me in mind. Yeah, for real, though. So. <laughs> I'm full of corny puns and I love them. I oh can do my it. God. I yes, yes. Can vouch. Day. Anyway, anyway, who are you? I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. And on today's episode, we drinking something spooky. Oh, yeah. What are we drinking? We are drinking. Well, this week we are cracking open. Got to keep it consistent. Man. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Haunted House Hoppy Dark Ale from Allagash Brewing Company, which is located in Portland, Maine. Allagash was founded in 1995 by Rob Todd, who sound like, I'm sorry, but your name makes you sound like a total bro. Rob Todd, what's up? <laughs> um, who had been working at Otter Creek Brewery just a year beforehand. He was inspired to start a brewery after observing that while both German and British style beers were available throughout the United States, Belgian style beers were still difficult to find. Rob rented a spot in the corner of a warehouse in an industrial park and called it Allagash Brewing Company. Over the next few years, Rob literally welded together a 15-barrel brewing system and jackhammered a few drains into the floor. Mm. He then began brewing a beer modeled after a Belgian wit beer, which would become Allagash White. Ooh. As we know and love it, which was honestly like when when I started to venture past Bud Light in my early 20s, um I would say that Stella and Allagash White were always my go-tos. Yeah, you drink that a ton of Allagash White. Dumont. Like, for some reason, the Belgian style just really spoke to me. I can drink an Allagash White, but as we know, I'm not a huge Belgian, Belgian fan. fan yeah. yeah. So, you know, kind of according, I can't think of the right word right now. Um, you got this. I believe in you. So along the same vein, at first, their customers didn't really know what to make of it. It was nothing like the clear, crisp lagers that they were used to. Allagash White is hazy and brewed with spices like coriander and orange peel. But it picked up in popularity pretty quickly. And by 1998, it won its first gold medal at the World Beer Cup. They soon hired a brewer from Vermont named Jason Perkins to help them expand their brewing up operation beyond that one Belgian style wheat beer, uh, which won its second gold medal in 2002 at the Great American Beer Festival. So while their beer offerings continued to expand over the next few years, they grew to include beers made in a cool ship, which I'll get to in a second, a pilot beer series. And finally, in 2010, um, they actually had to expand the building itself to accommodate a larger tasting room as well as a high efficiency brewing system and bottling line. Hmm. So they can, you know, kind of proudly say that they have been in the same spot 
since the the brewery was born, they've just expanded upon it. We've just changed it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, So all of the beers that Allagash produces are bottle conditioned. And as I believe I mentioned previously when we covered Switchback, another brewery that bottle conditions their beers, this technique calls for two fermentations. The first occurs in the fermenting tanks and the second in the bottle itself. And fun fact, Allagash was one of the first breweries in the U.S. to build a traditional cool ship for spontaneous fermentation by wild yeasts. Cool ship. Yeah. Cool ship. And as we know and love our our two roads (laughs) Mm -hmm. over in Stratford, they also have a cool ship, a traditional cool ship. So I guess it's not that common, I would assume. So, but getting back to the brewery, they have continued to garner gold medals for their beers over the years. And Rob actually won the James Beard Award for Outstanding Wine, Beer, or Spirits Professional in 2019. Ooh. They are B Corps certified, have pledged to use 1 million pounds of Maine grown grain per year. Say that five times fast. 1 million pounds of Maine grown grain? And have also pledged to donate 10 cents for every barrel of beer brewed to Sabago Clean Waters um, and at an amount of approximately $10,000 a year. These funds go directly toward helping SCW preserve the quality of the drinking water in Sabago Lake, which is about 20 minutes away from the brewery. 10 cents, $10,000. Doing some math. Doing some math. I did it the wrong way. Mathen. It's a hundred thousand beers. Hundred thousand barrels. Say. Ten cents per barrel. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's you said per bottle. That makes more. A hundred thousand barrels is a ton of beer. Then, remember? Yeah. I was gonna say well, they don't make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> also, that math I should have been able to do in my head. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You've been out of the game for a little bit. so let's get down to the beer today we are drinking haunted house which is a hoppy dark ale allagash says quote doomed by a love of pitch black porters and our allagash house beer we summoned the recipe for haunted house roasted barley and black prince malt curse this beer with a gravely dark hue Hopped with crystal, Chinook, and Saz hops, this beer ends with a ghost of coffee-flavored bitterness and hauntingly complex multi-palate. So this beer was first released in 2015 and is ideal to drink within six months of production. Its optimal serving temperature is between 40 and 50 degrees. Love and, that optimal serving temperature. Right, right. Appreciate that. And it clocks in with an ABV of... 6.66. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I laughed out loud when I read that. So first up is a new hop for us. Crystal hops, which were first bred in 1983, have an interesting lineage with roots extending back to Hallertau, Cascade, Brewer's Gold, and Early Green. It's considered Early to be... Green. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Okay. Sounds like a tea. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's considered to be an American impression of Hallertau Mittelfra and is one of the best substitutes for the German noble hop. Crystal is woodsy, green, floral, and fruity with herb and spice notes of cinnamon, nutmeg, and black pepper. When used at higher quantities, crystal can become more pungent with notes of lime, orange peel, and lemongrass. 
commercially is used in a great variety of beers and is fairly popular despite having a relatively low yield come harvest time. It can be used in bitters, pilsners, light lagers, American lagers, golden ales, nut brown ales, pale ales, IPAs, stouts, and chocolate stouts. That's a lot of different beers. It's pretty versatile. And then we've got Chinook hops, which were bred back in 1974 by Chuck Zimmerman while he was working for the USDA hop breeding program. It was released in 1985 and found popularity with both mainstream and craft brewers. For the most part, mainstream brewers like Coors um, liked Chinook for its bittering qualities, but craft brewers found that the flavor and aroma were something to be appreciated as well. So it's definitely a dual purpose hop. However, Chinook can be slightly spicy with a somewhat smoky, earthy quality, and it has an impressive resin character with distinct note of grapefruit, um, but that bitterness can turn catty when used in large quantities, and that's one of the, the common off flavors of beer when it's not brewed correctly or, you know, just goes bad. Too much Chinook. Yep, 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 yep. And then finally, we've got Saz. These hops were officially registered in 1952, but it dates back as a staple variety of hop for more than a thousand years. Saz is one of the four original noble hops and has a distinctive and classic aroma. It's well known for its prominent use in Stella Artois and countless Bohemian lagers and pilsners. It has a warm herbal character thanks to high levels of farnazine, while its other oils are more balanced. It generally has low alpha acids and adds a delicate bitterness when used as an early addition. However, Saz can be very difficult to grow. Its yield is meager, it has a weak mildew resistance, and very light cones. The original Saz variety has been successfully cloned nine times between 1952 and 1993 in an effort to improve these factors. So this hybridization is necessary to breed resistance to wilt and mildew and make it, you know, generally just a more viable crop. Viable. Yeah. So that's what I got. Cool. So that, does that mean you're ready to get spooky? Yeah. Zoinks. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> you ready to crack this baby open? Hells yeah. We've, we been, need- we've been staring at this. I got this. I got these cans literally like a month ago. You got them at like the beginning of September. Right? Yeah, it's like as August. soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, October beer. <laughs> Pretty sure you got these in August. <laughs> anyway, uh, do we need a young priest and an old priest before we open these? If my soul gets ripped out of my body as soon as I open this, I'm going to be a little mad. Wait, do you hear that? You're fine. My beard didn't sizzle. It just said join us (laughs) join us so this is a beautifully opaque beer it's so brown it's like coca cola colored it really is yeah except it's definitely more opaque than coca cola no I think it's pretty much nice carbonation when I was pouring it out it's pretty much the same same kind of head as Coca-Cola. Yep. Yep. Nothing crazy. Maybe finer bubbles. Mm. <clears throat> it looks like a glass of Coca-Cola. Oh, man. You can see through Coca-Cola. It's a little red. You can't see through this. I don't know. I was pouring it out. It looked about the same. It's a little denser. 
It's got an interesting spicy yeah, like floral smell almost. That's the thing. This is supposed to like kind of marry like that complex like malty maltiness, but also the hoppy bitterness. I'm very interested. You know what sense memory it's giving me? What? Remember when you were a kid and you'd go to like 7-Eleven or, or Wawa or Krausers or Circle K or insert your local, insert you know, your pack, local like, yeah. little store there? Gas station convenience uh, store. When you opened up the, the ice cream bar refrigerator section and you just smelled it. Oh my God. How did you just put that in my brain? Because that's the sense memory it's given me. One of the best smells in the world is that weird ass kind of smell of all the different ice cream in the packaging wow. all put together. But also at the like all that ice, that like condensed ice mm-hmm. on the sides. I'm yep. seriously impressed. I'm part wolf, by the way. <laughs> My sense you memory smells strong. That, that's why all dogs love you. You're their you're their <laughs> alpha. As our dog comes up and just peeks at me like, <laughs> hey, daddy, what's going on? <laughs> All right. Anyway, we've I've waited smelled, too long. I've smelled this until I can't smell it anymore yeah. now, so. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. There's not this. Ins- oh, there's a finish of chocolate and coffee, like they said. Yes. But it starts out almost like a, it starts out like a brown ale. Mm-hmm. But it's m- much it's more hoppy. Sweet and hoppy, yeah. But then it finishes sweet. And the bubble is so bubbly. It is. The carbonation is highly deceptive. I mean, I don't want to keep on my soda analogies, but it's kind of got soda-y. It does. Like it's spice, but the, the hops and the floralness yep. and that sweetness. It's nowhere near as heavy as I thought it was going to be, too. No, it is very light, even though it has qualities of a stout like a chocolate stout i would say it's very much still an ale in mouthfeel oh yeah i would say it's barely a stout it's a stout in color which i assume is the black prince malts and that chocolatey finish at the end chocolatey coffee really rounds everything up it does so for those that aren't aware on account of it was cut out we had an oopsie. Elise just spilled her entire beer flying off the counter that she was drinking it on. Yep. Onto the floor. So she's drinking the remains. Luckily, she still had more well, in her can. If our third co-host would be a little more cooperative, <laughs> then maybe I wouldn't have knocked the table. She tried to dog nap the dog. There was no need. <laughs> R.I.P. beer. Yeah. Good thing we got four of them. Anyway, I'm going to give you the remainder of your beer. Are you going to be okay to drink it? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. This is a beer with an ABV of 6.66%. There's no Jesus here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you smell it now, mm-hmm. that it's not like super cold, the smell is different. It's just pretty much coffee. Oh, wow. I get like very a nice coffee. So. That's all I get. Yeah. All the other flute, which interesting because when you smell it at first, it's like, yes, the sense memory is definitely opening up that ice cream cabinet in the 7-Eleven kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In my case, it's Wawa, but I figure more people will relate to the 7-Eleven. Um, but yeah, now it's just, and that was like a combination I feel of the coffee, the spices, the hops, everything. Mm-hmm. Now it's just coffee is the only thing I can smell. 
Yeah. It's like it you're really... smelling a nice coffee. Yep. In a good way. And it does smell like a sweet iced coffee too. It definitely smells sweet. Mm-hmm. Which just makes yeah. sense because this is a sweeter beer. Sweeter, but there's, it, there is definitely a bitterness to it. Yeah. Something to tone it down. It's not like sickeningly sweet. No. It's nicely sweet. Soda-y sweet. I'm going to make a lot of soda comparisons because it's very kind of soda-y. I feel like its density is very soda-y. The bubbles, the carbonation is kind of soda-y. And the fact that we just paused for like 10 minutes to clean up the mess. And we were talking for a few minutes before as well. Like most of the beers that are darker like this by now would have lost their carbonation Mm -hmm. or a lot of them. And this one's still pretty carbonated. Yeah. Um, what were the properties of our first, the first hop crystal hop? The new one. Yeah. Woodsy green floral and fruity with urban spice notes of cinnamon, nutmeg, and black pepper. Yeah. I don't know if I'm getting the black pepper, but the cinnamon cinnamon and nutmeg. And nutmeg. Absolutely. Which also is probably why I'm getting a little bit of a soda e cokey vibe off of it. Because like cinnamon is like one of those flavors yeah, that you get true. off of Coke. That's true. Yeah, it's like that cinnamon nutmeg vibe really gives you these cokey feels, but it doesn't give you a wintry feel. No, that's true. It doesn't scream holiday to me. Like this was brewed in, according to the bottom of my can, July 14th, mm-hmm. 2022. And honestly... I could drink this. I feel like having something called Haunted House in July would hurt my soul. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm okay with Halloween season kind of starting in September. Mm -hmm. As it should. Ish. But like Christmas this year started the same exact time. (laughs) Uh, But. Yes. It's kind of sad. Yeah. When it's too early, it's too early. But at the same time, if this was August and they had it and it wasn't, maybe it wasn't named Haunted House. Mm Mm-hmm. I would still be able to drink this in the summertime. I think I'd maybe so. prefer it indoors. Mm-hmm. Like if we're in the tap room, I don't know if like if they have a beer garden at Allagash or you know if we were in an outside patio restaurant drinking this. I don't know if I would have it outside. Mm-hmm. Maybe just to try, but I would definitely still like this inside, even if it was a hot day and the air conditioner was on or something. Yeah, for sure. It's very light. It's definitely light enough to enjoy on a hot day. And as it comes to room temperature. You're getting so much more chocolate and coffee out of it. The chocolate. Yeah. The chocolate is just really there is the through line for almost the whole thing, which is kind of bringing it out of the soda e vibe because uh, there is so much more chocolate now. But in a pretty good way. It's having such an evolution. This also kind of reminds me of, I keep bringing up the soda aspect. Um, the Coca-Cola coffee energy drinks that mm-hmm, are right now. Mm-hmm. This gives me big vibes on that. Yeah. Like the Coca-Cola totally coffee, the that. mocha. The sips that I had of yours on our road trip down yeah. the East Coast. Memories. <laughs> this is definitely kind of like that. So the can. <clears throat> I love this can. Is really dope. Hey, it's one of my favorite colors, which is metallic purple. Love that color. My 
favorite color combination of all time is like metallic purple and gold. I think those two colors go really well together. <laughs> and this is metallic purple with lighter purple writing and I don't know, peppered with this light pea green. I would say that, lime like, green. Screams Halloween. Uh, it's definitely a little bit more, it's definitely more muted than lime green. Mm. But definitely is that bright kind of fluorescent lime green, I guess, maybe. Chartreuse. I can give you chartreuse, I guess. Maybe a little lighter or a little toned down. Uh, so, I mean, this writing, uh, I'll just start with, I guess, what's on the top. Across the entire top of this tall boy can is independent brewer since 1995 from Maine with love. And that's their tagline. That's restricted. No other beer can use that tagline. And then your tasting notes. Roasty, dark, balanced. On the left-hand side of the can, and by the way, this is a heat sink label, so you won't feel any glue or anything like that. This label is... Uh, on there. On there. It's got the Independent Craft Brewing Association logo. Certified. Love it. Government warning. Brewed and canned by Allagash Brewing Company in Portland, Maine. So unlike other places, it's not like Gypsy Brewed somewhere else because they need more room. Mm -hmm. So then you get your logo. On the top, you've got the Allagash logo. It's pretty big, but not taking up more than the title of the beer. Uh, and it's, again, that's that light purple, but it's still the Allagash font, which I'm sure most people who drink beer know. It's like Times New Roman, all caps, with the A at the beginning, a little bit bigger. And then a leaf on the top. I don't know what that leaf is. I have no clue. Don't look at me. <laughs> It's a very strange kind of flowery looking leaf, but I'm not sure what it is. And it's like drawn and it's on all their beer. That's on the top of all their logos. And then it says haunted house and haunted house is done in like this extended kind of strange spooky font, but spooky in like a fun way, like a cartoon spooky. And it's like peppered with like scratches and stuff on it. And then on the bottom of that, it says hoppy dark ale and that same green. So haunted house and hoppy dark ale have that. That same spoopy kind of green going on. And on the bottom, there's a bunch of little house outlines, but in the middle of the house outlines is a mansion-y haunted house looking thing with spires and the creepy attic window and all the windows are lit in that same chartreuse pea green, <laughs> like, ooh, or like, looks like the Adams Family house. Yeah, kind of. Or the Munsters house, like in the middle of regular Let's suburbia. See. 16 fluid ounces, one pint. And they play this pretty low key, just like they would every can. It's just on the bottom. 6.66% alcohol by volume. Love I, it. I would play that up, but yeah, I love it. Then on the side, you get a smaller version of that same haunted house um, font. And then it says, cursed by our love of toasty porters. We summon the recipe for haunted house. Roasted barley and black prince malt. Cloak this ale in a gravelly dark hue hopped with crystal nugget cascade and northern brewer its flavor is filled with hauntingly balanced notes of coffee malt and a devilish hint of hops <laughs> the more haha -ha added uh certified b corporation oh i meant to ask you what certified b we went over it before. We did. A long time I, ago. Uh, it was a long time ago. Don't worry I, about it. It's fine. Brewing, something something either having to do with um, like a company share thing or being something super environmentally friendly is one of those two. I can't remember which. Well, on the side of this, it says brewing for the good of our after the logo it says brewing for the good of our community, employees mm -hmm. 
and environment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember you went over it and it was like a pain in the ass for you to figure it out too. Yeah. Like, so I don't want to go again. It's just good for <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I mean, this is weird cause you dropped your beer. So I still got some, but you're all done. I think I got a pretty good feel for the beer for as much of a sample as I had. Um, I really enjoyed this. Like you said, it's drinkable pretty much all year round. Um, because of the label, I think it does kind of dig itself into a a hole of October times, but yeah, I mean, I don't know about year round. I don't know if like mid May to like July, if I want to drink this, I mean, I'm okay like drinking spring. in August spring early summer late spring early summer when it's like i just want things that remind me of summer coming back into it okay fuck everything (laughs) that is cold i don't want i don't want coffee flavors and anything but coffee yeah i don't want this or that like i just want everything to be like limes and lemons and oranges and peaches and yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just want it to be summer yeah (laughs) other than that so like it's like three months where I, I wouldn't want it, but that's just me being picky and like wanting to feel like that's like my summer baby kind of being like, I just want summer. Yeah. But yeah, like I said before, like if I was, if it was August in an air conditioned room, I'd be cool with it, mm-hmm. but I think I'd be cool with it anyway. Like, like you're probably right. There are like still, if I go into an Irish pub and you're playing some Irish music or something. Oh, I know. I'm going to want to get, I'm going to yeah. get a Guinness. I'm going to get a stout. So yeah, I guess it really doesn't matter all that much as long as you're in a place where it feels appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't think the outside where it's really hot is appropriate. I still feel like this is not the beer for a hot day. Not a super hot day, no. This would not be my first choice. But I think that's fair. Do you think you could eat anything with this? Dessert. What kind of dessert? Ice cream, vanilla cake. Chocolate cake? I feel like that might actually be overkill. What? Coming from Depen- you? Depending. It depends. It depends. I didn't think um, I'd ever I hear an overkill. I also think chocolate and coconut. So you got a chocolate coconut candy or something? Mm-hmm. Or a cupcake? Mm-hmm. I can see a little bit of coconut. A little bit of coconut in this would definitely make it a dessert drink, though. Yep. If you put any oh, coconut yeah. flavors in it this. It would make it decadent. Yeah. It's really, it's really just got like this nice, lightly roasty, sweet, hoppy coffiness to it with a little bit of chocolate backbone mm-hmm. to smooth everything out throughout the whole thing. Like you get the smoothness of the chocolate, but the flavor of the chocolate doesn't hit you until really toward the end, a little sooner now that it's coming down, uh, coming up to room temperature. Mm-hmm. It was a very good beer. I agree. I definitely really like this. This is going to be highly ranked in my list. Ooh. Well, believe it or not, 
I feel like it was only yesterday we were talking about what this year's list might be, but yeah, we're coming to the, the end of no, this year's list. <laughs> press pause on this simulation, please. You can't press pause. They pressed four times speed. <laughs> yeah. They're playing the Sims and they got bored. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got. Same. So thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen, or shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions, because we always want to hear from you. Yes, we do. What else you got to plug? I got audiobooks. Check them out on audible.com or Amazon's Kindle stuff. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> audiobooks, man. <clears throat> Through Amazon. Check them out. Michael Butler. Switch art for gangsters. It's Halloween time. Why don't you check out my horror stuff, which is pretty much all the other stuff I got. A lot of it. Yeah. Coffee at Midnight. Progressive Entrapment. Sour. Uh, the, the Final, final girl. girl. The Murder of Kelly Christopher. That's more of a mystery. I got a brand new one out called Drowning in Oceans of Black. Check that book out. It's semi-horror, more of like a, a really dark thriller mystery with very mature themes. Uh, but but check it out. I voiced all of them. And again, I don't make money on all these things unless you buy them. Uh, but for Halloween, I, I would definitely highly recommend also The Final Girl. It's definitely like a slasher movie come to life in a book. So check that out on Amazon. And I've also got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own forgotten gem. You can check that out on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are part of the Forgotten Entertainment family, just like Kraken went open right here, along with a ton of other great podcasts and videos that you can check out. And that is all I got for now. For now. Well then, a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.